That's that's a that's a cocktail topic. But for tonight, guys, welcome to the Hotbox Show. And as always, we'll be talking Lang Dank. Uh, this evening's topics are going to be lit f. We're going to be talking about why seventies weed sucked, vertical vertical gardening for your ganja, and what to do when your neighbours complain about your dank being too loud. We're also going to be slipping in a bit of a breaking news thing uh, about the, what was it, Bufasa, Bufasa. BFASA. Black Farmers Association of South Africa. High five, Joe. As opposed to Afasa. So, guys, we're going to be getting into it. But before we take a look at what we're toking and dabbing on this evening, this week's poll is Is potted offensive? Definitely. Kinda. No. And I know I say potted. But I could be referring to a lot of things that they use to refer as stoners that could now be potentially offensive. Zorko. Even stoner. Yeah. Zolko, Kaaskop, Dachakop, Alleskop, Loskop, Dachafarian. I do, I do find it offensive because it's usually said with an offense intended. Oh. Yeah, it's the tone of it. It's, yeah. It seems to if it's banter between you and your best friend and you're like, Ach, you know then it's not offensive, but usually it's aimed with offense by some religious, you know. Or prohibitionist. Yeah, a prohibitionist style person. I mean, if you do a comparison, you go like someone that's an alcoholic, but that's telling someone that's got way beyond and they're at a point where they are have a, a disease. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can't control it as it is, but you yes. can't, a stoner is not a, someone that is completely unfunctional, that can't do anything. So there's a bit of a blurred line as to what you can call it. I mean, Someone that's completely useless in the smoke speed. That's just someone that's So you're saying if they've if they've low-key earned it in a way. So if someone's a pothead, call them a pothead. Well when you call someone that drinks a lot that doesn't get that doesn't it isn't an alcoholic but yet can drink and maintain handle their booze. That's they're proud of being called that. Mm. A boozer. Do you or do we call Well that's what I'm saying? Oh, we don't. There is don't no say good anything. connotational word or whatever it is for this kind of stuff. An alky. And yeah. that, that's bad but though. It's bad. It's bad because you're an alcoholic then. Yeah. But it's honest. Yeah. But too much is too much. I, I normally so. But you see, there's no good <laughs> name, what we're trying to get at. There's yeah. no good name no. to call someone like a smoker, a stoner, a smoker, you're a smoker. Or someone that smokes cigarettes, you're a smoker. You're one of those hippies. Yeah, I think, think generally it's not good to refer to somebody on the basis of what substance they like to use. Exactly. It's a very judgmental it's very, it's a very thin line. You can easily go the derogatory way. I mean, among ourselves, we call each other stoners. You see, the, the, the thing is, it's also maybe given out with the intention of being offensive, but like, we're stoners and we're chill and we don't always we take offense. We don't mind it. Yeah, we're, like, we're proud stoners, almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Dan's on a very good point there. Like, we've seen this with, with words like marijuana, and even the N-bomb, that when words are used in a derogatory sense, 
that those cultures tend to appropriate them back. So yes. we may have been proud of the potted personas and the, all that stereotypical shit. And now people are using it for clickbait articles. Mm. And yes, potentially to be mean. But it's also, you know, you don't say it about other aspects of life as you're bringing up. Yeah. Hopefully we do take it back. That's what I'm saying. It's only a derogatory term. There's no good way to call it. It is usually people who go bad when they're on that substance. They're implying that it's going to you. You're letting it get to your head. Yeah, Dachakop implies that you have a substance use disorder. That's what it does. It's like alcoholic, you know, it means that you, in, in bad terms, it shouldn't be used, you are addicted to the substance. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't think we're stoners, I say the word stoner even, I don't think that we, we are necessarily using those words, because like Wormschlang says, yeah, it comes to a point with, with a person's use, when it is potentially an issue, and then you can call them a safe luck or whatever, mm. but as stoners, I've never felt that, I wouldn't call someone a stoner, if they were writing off their life necessarily, you know? Yeah. I would call them a stoner even if they just smoked once a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if they got 420 in that. So I don't feel like that's derogatory. Not at all. But that's no. how we're saying. We, we, we actually accept it. We're happy with being called stoners because we know. No, where does it yeah. seem rude? Because yeah. when we smoke cannabis, stoned. we get stoned. Yeah. So we're stoners. Yeah. It's like calling someone a donkey. You're saying, I'm a donkey. You know, we punch just drunk because you're getting drunk and getting stoned. But if so. you say somebody is <coughs> drunk, it's almost like a kind of an insult to them. It means they can't take their liquor. Mm. But, but that's you can what get it does, very though. stoned and still be compensated. But, then, so. but then that's literally, I mean, if you, if you, like you just said, when you get drunk, you are so ugly and, and you're unpleasant and to so many people. Yeah. But if you're stoned, you're still pleasant you're to so many people. So there is a difference here. Yes. I bet there are, you know, I think we are <laughs> making the adverse and we're falling into the trap. Of just like I'm saying, sometimes we get typecast or stereotype with stoner and pothead. Mm -hmm. I think we do. We are falling for that same trap by assuming that some oaks don't smoke a joint and get belligerent. I know oaks who smoke weed and get belligerent. There are, there are, there are people. Yeah. Indeed, not everybody has the right personality mm. for substances. And it's not an everyday thing. It's not like I see an oak smash a bong and suddenly you want to go beat up the whole family. Mm. But I've seen guys where that certainly didn't stop them. Yeah, yeah. Extreme cases, though. So the verdict is pothead offensive. To me, no. No. Joe. Kinda. I'm gonna go on a kinda here because it depends on who mm. it's coming from and the intent behind it. Okay. But I still think stoner is yes, a nicer, a yes no, a nicer yeah. word than pothead because pothead is. I, I call myself a stoner. I don't call myself a pothead. But you can yeah, also a, it implies once again that you, you don't have complete control over what you're doing. That there's something wrong. It's not a very positive term. But also there's the well, there's the terminology of base head. You heard of a base head? If you're a base head, you like, listen to lots of drum and bass. It. And it's a but good, that's not a good bad. thing. So now because I'm one. <laughs> you see what? But that's another thing. So now pot head, it's just another name for cannabis, mm. ganja, dope. It's just another word. Some are not the same, you know, because pot it still implies that it's a substance that you're using, and you, with that, there's always the implication that something could go wrong or that you have a problem with it. But you can't have a problem with drum and bass, really. I, mean. I bet there's some oaks pawning their shit for drum and bass. LPs. <laughs> 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 it's electro. <laughs> so, Charles, if someone called you a pothead, you'd be offended. A little bit, you know, but, you know, 
you have to take some abuse sometimes, I suppose. So he's a, I think that sounds like a kind of... You wouldn't no, stab them with a... Pleasant. It's not a nice word to call somebody. If you had to go to any person that drinks too much and call them an alky, what do you think they'd react like? They're not going to be happy. Not going to be Swift happy and they're going to be very, very vocal about it, right? Go to a stone and call them a party door a stone and they're going to be like, alright dude, cool. Be on your way type thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. a different, there'll be a different reaction different that might cultures. come from it. Different cultures. Different, different cultures. Perceptions of the words, I think. Even Because you know in your heart that even somebody that smokes lots of cannabis, they don't have the same issues as somebody that, say, drinks a lot would have. If you drink too much, then you will throw up, you know, you have violence, hangovers, you can get violent or rude. Yeah, of course. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's worse. What do you think? If I called you a potted? Harry potted. It's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like N-word rules. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like you have, for me to not offend, be offended, Just you would have say. to be it to say it. Okay. You know? okay. So if a potty called me a potty, I'd be cool. Yeah. 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 If you wanted, but but if you came to me and said you zorkop or something like mm -hmm. that, and judged you from the beginning, in the culture. Yeah. yeah. Then, then yes, it's a, of course it's a. You may or may not come out of the venue to find yourself with four flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bro, you find it offensive? <clears throat> Just depends on how and who uses it. Mm. You I'm do. I'm a bonner, so. Nothing offensive. <laughs> Nothing offensive. <laughs> but even that in itself, calling someone a porter has its own context, you know. And I've and don't get me wrong, I'm also Portuguese and I've also called someone porter and they did not like it at all. And I've been called porter and I don't mind it. Yeah. I think it's more to the person, to the individual person. It's all, all about is, the situation and the context. How stuck up are you and how fucking big is your ego that you're gonna react to this person's words to you? It's best to stay away from those kind of words. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a Karen, eh? Yeah. Rude? Do you find it offensive? Uh, depends on the context. Okay. Yeah. I can see you you bottling things up here, dude, so you have to speak <laughs> up, eh? Well, it would imply that that's what you do in life, and I mean, if they saw what you're up to in your personal life, the term Dachapop wouldn't be used, you know? It's one very one-dimensional yeah. thing to yeah. say to a person. Yeah, dude. It is very one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, please remember to like, share, subscribe. A vote in this week's Zol poll. Is potted offensive? Definitely, kinda, no. Before we get onto this week's CBDNN, let's take a little bit of a look at a nug and what we're toking and toking in tonight. So, what are we toking in? Toking in, in the raw, using a rolling paper. Okay. And I think we were given some... Yes, this is some cheese that we were given. Casco. Casco. It's a bit of good old cheese, got that cheese smell to it. You know, totally recognizable. Yeah. Nice and dense, with the crystals. And I think that's about it, eh? The guys have got some dabs here. What do we got you? Same from last week. Same from last week. Yeah. From the Durban boys. Yeah. So, taking it easy, steady vibing. <laughs> nice man. I think we put more effort in the into the munchies than the weed this week, eh? Yes, we got biscuits <laughs> and we got chips and we got everything tonight. So oh, we're we we gonna go first. So huh? We have to smoke. Yeah, so we'll smoke this so we can so. get into this. <laughs> and for those like of you jammers. who don't know, I've caught, I've point, I've trademarked a term here on the show for when we get super high and bring on the diabetes. I call it 
The higher beauties. Higher beauties. <laughs> the higher beauties. So, guys, we have got a jam-packed CBD in this week. Uh, the first snor- story is about uh, what do you do when your neighbours no longer want to tolerate the smell of your dank? Tell them to go fly kite. Just like that, bro. Straight up. But it's not, it's not that simple. So the story is in the Cape Business News. Uh, tired of the pothead smoking dacha in your complex? These are your legal options. Now that South Africans have the freedom to smoke dacha at home, what does that mean for non-smoking residents living in a complex? While smoking dacha in the... Pro- oh, man. Specialist sectional title attorney Marina Constas says that the space is considered private if it is registered as an exclusive use area in the title deed. So this chick gets lank into the boring app. But what she's basically saying is, let's say you're in a complex, you're in a townhouse or whatever, either your backyard is your backyard, or it, what it's most commonly registered at it is a common area. Yes. So even though it's your backyard, you actually only own your posy. The, the land that your garden's in and that you treat as your yard may be common, yeah. a common property. So like you just have your to pay stock. to keep it maintained and planted and pretty. Most complexes are like that. Yeah. yeah. So that means that... I'm smoking there in my townhouse, lacquer, lacquer. My gas is too loud. It wafts over there like, No, my lighties are smelling the weed. Hey, put out the fire. Can they call the cops on me? And can the cops say, Yes, it's your right to smoke weed, but you can't have your gas you being too loud. <laughs> you got to downgrade, bro. Moments. No more fire. <laughs> Moments, bro. <laughs> Moments. <laughs> Personally, you know, uh, I'm, veget- I'm vegan. And if my neighbours were having a bride, no, I'm not going to go and complain about the smell of meat. So they're having their bride and let them do their thing. It's a once-off. But there are people who do. There are people who do. I suppose you don't bry every day, but you could smoke weed every day. I know people who bry every day. Don't bry every day. No problem. I know people, I also made a term for this, when you bry twice in a day, it's called a bryce. And I know Oaks to Bryce Lank. Erday. So I, I think their neighbours might also get a bit much of the smell of pork chops, especially because his Oaks are puzzle face and the pork chop sometimes spends two hours on the bry. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. people like to make a huge fuss whenever they smell weed. Um, it's generally not necessary to make a scene about it, you know. And, and it's not that intrusive most of the time. It's just because they can smell it exactly. at all. It's not like there's mountains of smoke blowing all over well, the place. That's the thing, smoke is yeah. one joint. A joint. Uh, with yeah. a wall, say, right next to us here, and your neighbors that side of the wall, one joint, and they'll smell and they'll complain or whatever. So yeah, if I make a loaf of bread, all day, or maybe it's a cigarette all day, they can still smell them. Yeah. So what they say is these rules would apply to cigarettes as well. Oh, oh, will it? So if you're there smoking your Marlboro planes in the backyard on your 20th one for that afternoon, but the oxygen tank and... And then you're on your dying moment and you want to smoke your fucking Speaking through a hole... It's because it's the new law that uh, you no smoking in any public. Exactly. So this only pertains to the um, complexes and, say, flats where the weird would go in and out or shared space or very close living quarters, yeah. obviously. Sorry, did tobacco just get criminalized? I was just going to say, like, how is this? Not tobacco, the smell of tobacco, but also smoking in public. Smoking in public. So basically all smoking of all things now. Drinking and smoking in public is a no-no. Yeah, Yeah, so for Oaks, you're sitting in the townhouse or the flat, hitting the balcony or whatever, Ah. you may not be allowed to anymore. 
And also, I would imagine to an extent, I've had neighbors complain about many things. Let's say your weed wafts out your windows across the lawn into their, their radius or whatever, and they whiff it. Oaks might still complain, and they say... And what oh, if it's the whiff of your weed that's growing? And restaurants? Restaurants? Restaurants, I think, would have to be a smoking area thing, but I don't see any restaurant saying, come I'll smoke weed in our area. Yes, I am waiting for the first restaurant to have a smoker's room with a green-friendly sign on it. That's why you go to Oaks, like the green sign. Yes. yes. Imagine how much food that smokes. So, I mean, I I've been into, a, into an airport with a vape, and I smoked in the airport smoking yeah. space, but no one knew, and it wasn't really, but, but yeah. still, it would be really cool yeah. if it was allowed to. It would have to be like, I don't know if you guys have seen that episodes of Boondocks, where they open the restaurant that's all about the itis, and yeah. it's that feeling you get marky full workies too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. How lacquer would it be, hey, just to chow chow, get grilled, sh 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 fall back, wake up the next day, or, yeah. or someone fucking carry you to the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> So, definitely when it comes to complexes, it's tricky, you yeah. know? But like Joe says, an issue could also be growing gas, you know? Because that smell can also be offensive to some people. Mm. Terpy F. In the morning, you wake up yeah. in the morning, you've got plants outside, that's just going to waft in your windows. It's always smelly in the mornings. So, yeah, know you're right. So, Shaul, you said there was a case or something about this. Yeah, I don't have too much details because there's so many cases still going on. Mm. Uh, but it's... I'm not sure if it is exactly a precedent but it's the first time this happened and one of our lawyers uh, went and took representations which are court documents that explain your case and they were accepted by the court and they've removed the case now no there's a difference between striking the case and dismissing it i'm not sure how these things work but yeah. i will look into it and we're going to put out possibly a blog post on it because it does pertain to everybody mm. so i'm going to sum this up with basically the last quote in the article um, this chick really nails it though. There's a part of it that would involve the goodwill of your neighbor. And certainly the way you approach things will play a role. Yeah, that's so the most important. Always this is, it may undeniably create friction. Yeah. Be, love thy neighbor, hopefully he'll love you back. And also be careful of escalating as well because you. you may be on the wrong side of this. Well, if you're living in a complex and you've you got possession of cannabis, I would not make any cut with your neighbors. Never. Yeah. Simply because you don't know who your neighbor is, like you're saying. Mm. And look, we all want this not to have to happen. No, try and keep it just down. Keep you know? it down. Keep your peace. Because I'm telling you now, if you just keep it peaceful, you'll smoke. You'll smoke yeah. forever. Make shit, yeah. and well. you're gonna have shit. You're gonna have keep moving. They're gonna come and they're gonna yeah. knock on your door, and they're gonna say no. This guy, and they're gonna say this guy's a pesky oak. He doesn't like to talk to about about fish paste. And then they see your tent or uh, whatever it might be, and there's just a hassle for you. So it's the same. Uh, when it comes to dealing with the police, if you are in an arrest situation, no matter what the case is, you have to try and remain polite and keep calm. Yeah. So the moment that you lose your cool, then they're going to abuse that. Well, yeah. Up until the point where they actually start opening the case. Yeah, you have to know your rights as well, because you need to know yet, what the police do speaking and then basically, but the moment they tell you you are under arrest, put you in cuffs, read your rights, that's the moment you shut the fuck up. Give your lawyer a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Because also you don't want to be scoring own goals, dude. Yes. You know, yeah, no. you know it could be a real fuck You need to be up, smart right? about this also, not just loose cannons and yeah. just fucking lose your mind. Yeah, be know your rights, know your rights. And be calm. Rights. Calm and collected. So, calm and collected. That's all you want to do. And you can't be calm if you don't know your rights. Because if you don't know your rights, then, yeah. there's fear. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know Maybe what's what the you should do is limits of the situation. Maybe what you should do is with a group of friends and practice raid procedures <laughs> and roadblock procedures with each other. 
One can be good cop, bad cop five, and the other one can be... Roleplay. Uh, how's you doing? Hey, Pothead. <laughs> I would yeah. laugh at my mates trying to do that. Sure. Yeah. Pothead, bad cop. I think that's, just read, read go online, there's a whole lot of documents that has been outlined that you should print mm -hmm. and at least have available at all mm -hmm. times and just read them and understand them so that you're not caught unaware. So that's the main thing. That is the main thing. Yeah. You know, and be prepared. Maybe, maybe like Joe says, in a way, maybe play play the scenario at least through your head a few times. Don't get fixated on it and live a hundred parallel universes. Yeah. Watch other guys. But watch yeah, other on guys. YouTube. Yeah. Watch them speak to the police when they're in the right, and then you know yeah, exactly where it. you can tread. That's yeah, it's easier than familiarize yourself with this process, even if you don't want to be get familiar the wording with right. it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you're in a complex, your 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 tune shouldn't be too loud. And apparently, your gas shouldn't be too loud. Yeah. Yeah, so guys please remember to vote in this week's Zol poll is potted offensive definitely kinda no uh, our next topic in CBDNN is 70s weed was shit <laughs> so this is an article in Wikileaf that you while, while undoubtedly it contained THC it pales in comparison to anything in your local dispensary today hippie culture and the 1970s have become synonymous with and the revival of cannabis in the US. With free loving music festivals and pot fueled rock and roll, you would think that everyone was getting high as the sky on some legendary bus. But was weed really hitting like that in the 70s? So, Oaks, let's low key speak about your Omar and your parents' weed. We know your dad smoked weed, my dad smoked weed, I don't know about yours, dads. But, you know, weed was a thing and everyone enjoyed it and everyone loved it. But apparently now the verdict is in. 30 years later, and that weed was really cuck. In hindsight? Yeah, but I mean, then compare it back again to like maybe the 40s weed. <laughs> Imagine what that maybe there's like. the scale of improvement, and maybe the 2040s Or maybe it went. I think, I think weed went 8,000 years ago. I think weed started, yeah, mm. 8,000 years ago in mm. potency. And then over the next 8,000 years, until about 30 years ago, it moved like that. And I think over the last 30 years, it's done that. It's yeah. definitely technology related, and it's definitely been uh, an art that has been refined uh, quite a bit in the last 10, 20 years. Um, I saw some pictures in an article about 70s weed, and the stuff looks like terrible weeds. Yeah, not That's good. something I'd ask for a refund back. Do you think, do you think it's, not, it's, it's technology or practices? Or everything. It's everything. Yeah. Um, Remember, they've only discovered THC when was it? In the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Mm. I'm just trying to think. I mean, so we're still making. I was alive then, so I'm trying to like make this up. So now. We. What was changing the whole time? That's a constant from then to now. We can't go with we have to, like what? What was the most constant? I think the it's most a difficult thing to monitor. Is your environment. Because weed is illegal. Yeah, well, no, but uh, yes, of course. But the biggest place where it would be would be, come here, I've got a sock thief here. Would be environment. <clears throat> so maybe, who you knows? Animals naturally, due to that changing, and environment, environmental changes, the mm -hmm. heat, all of that would then lead to the plant doing changing somewhere mm -hmm. and that's, that's how technology types are developed because of phenotypical <laughs> changes are in the environment so we know we know that things have come a lot a long way since the 70s we know that genetics are better um, to a degree agricultural practices are better yeah. all those okay. things and we know that it's a lot of gas that's being grown now 
But if you were to think about the thing that's probably revolutionized weed the most since the 70s to now in the last 40 years, what do you think is the, the single biggest thing to push it ahead? Genetics, uh, uh, indoor practices, things like that. What's the thing that's made the greatest leap? I think it was maybe not the hippie culture of the 70s that drove the interest into, into looking into cannabis and improving it. Yeah. It might have been, yeah, that might have been the thing. That's a difficult thing to monitor and research. It's, it's, not, the, you know, yeah, it's not the technology, because technology is there for other practices anyway. Mm. It's not that they made, that the cannabis became and made the lights and trays and drippers, and nothing is from cannabis, it's all from other things. Mm. We don't have stats, because research has been illegal. You know, We, mm. we can't say in the 80s they so discovered this The biggest this change would be know. either wokeness, where... Folks are more woke about how to make the plant grow better and have better practices. And from that, you get genetic advancements because you're not choosing better just genetics. You're not just stuck in the 70s. Yes, they grew good weed, but did they know how what was the best weed? Or how to how what was the best situation for that weed? Yes. Like you were saying tomatoes, there's gang varieties. But the oaks didn't know, do I grow this thing like a tomato? Do I grow this thing like a lily? Wet foot, yeah. dry so foot, THC levels have gone up. It goes up to workers. How clever are they? I mean, yeah. how much have they learnt and discovered and figured out with this plant? Could they test for cannabinoids in the 70s? Not summer. Not summer. No, well, they were way. HPLCs. HPLs, so, yeah, I think, I'm sure they were. Could they tell yeah. what the THC levels were? I'm yes. sure they would. They had standards back then. They've had standards already. They, they could have tested THC for long time. So that's why they're saying in this article, they must have taken the stats and seen The, the 70s is there. probably the oldest stats we have, because in the 60s they probably couldn't test for it, could they? I would have been surprised. I would have been surprised if anyone was testing per mm. se. No, back then, they would just, if it was hemp or cannabis, they would just cut it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There was no ground to stand on to argue anything so um. another factor to consider possibly is that maybe people started getting braver and braver and, and grows didn't have to be hidden out in the backwoods somewhere three days hike away and as they got braver and braver and got their grows closer and closer to home they could take better care of them well nutrients and if you think about this whole strain hunting and, and breeding and it takes years to develop a strain and to make sure you find the one that has the best you know traits etc been a long time for them. They've, they've had to go through years and years. So you think about the stuff that you're getting in your seed banks now. That's a joke compared to what they essentially were working with. They were working with the OGs, like the Afghans, the Thai, the, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot stones. less variety. There's a lot less variety, which they had to then work through a lot more and find those those magic spots. That's it. And then put those together. And that doesn't happen in a month. It happens over years and years and years. And now those kind of years are oh, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. And that's where we are now. So that's what I'm saying. So 20 years is going to take you to really yeah. work through the line of finding higher because now they're finding because they had to figure it out by trial and error yes. to an extent because I know we're yeah. saying yeah. they were HPLCs but it's not but like, like exactly Oaks were yes. fucking rocking up there in the 70s saying hey Mr. DEA will you test my scape maybe some Oaks deliberately got bust Loki <laughs> and let Oak get bust and they didn't know that they were getting higher THC plants but rather they looked more frosty whatever it might have been mm. like now they're making discoveries of 35% or whatever it is I don't even know what the number is now but they're so high such high numbers that they're only discovering now but that's because of the advancements of technology, breeding, practices, knowledge, all of that. Soil treatment. Everything, everything. everything that we are putting to the plant is making it better. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it equation. happens in all of agriculture. Tomatoes, carrots, apples, every single thing yeah. was shit. Well, not shit, just it was, was. Now it is super fruit, super fruit. Yeah, so much yeah. information everywhere on the yeah. internet for yeah. everybody all the time. <laughs>
And natural evolution of the plot, maybe. It's also Wasn't bettering it itself. Black or something originally? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you can say that, Joe. No, I think I read an <laughs> article somewhere. Something about making an orange. Yes. Yeah. I, I, remember I remember reading an article. Carrots are black and that they were originally black, and then they got they that's my bread the black out of it to make yeah. them orange to make it look more appealing. And peas were originally yellow yeah. instead of green. I can believe it, dude. But I think something that we're all overlooking here, though, is yes, it's. We know it's definitely gotten stronger, but the, other than it being stronger, the thing I would appreciate most in mm. a bud is I bet it tastes a hell of a yeah. lot better. Bro. And it yeah. looks a lot better and everything is it a lot better. It smokes better. Go into the, on any History Channel or any history page and type in 70s weed. It looks like bush weed. Yeah, it it's like not straight nuts. Up. They're not yeah, secret quick question, nuts. Is that weed that they've been storing since the 70s? Is it a nowadays <laughs> photo? Or were those photos taken in the 70s? I think it was on 70s Instagram. It looks like untrimmed majat. Yeah, no, I've seen the picture. I just suddenly thought, I was like wondering if that was all. And lots of varieties of it. It was like eight different <laughs> But also, I think you brought up something very important just now also, is that people are scared to even bring forward their cannabis. Mm -hmm. So that cannabis that they were testing was ditch weed. Mm -hmm. It was weed that was found on the side of the road, or it was just grown in a, you know, like as an, it was grown. It was oh, some, some names, but it, it's it, not really. Well, oh, there, there, there it is. Yeah, there it is there. Thai. Oh, okay. Panama. Guerrero gold, oxygen. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, yes, those are the strains, but when they acquired that bud, mm. was that bud that they acquired from a ditch weed or a grower that put thing. all the effort yeah. into it? Yeah, because there might have been in the back door okay. oaks that were growing, really? the dankest fucking tight. Maybe one or two of those are really good and the rest is slow. Could be a combo of ditch could be raid. We don't know. Yeah, those could be raids, that could be just. Yeah, it could be a whole lot of stuff where they get that. Well, money. they say that some of it has been disconfiscated by the police. Yeah. Yeah. They kept it for samples. They say it could be him. Well, I guess some of it could be him. Because <laughs> Oaks wouldn't have known. They no. would not have known anything. That's it. No. So, guys, tell us what you think in the comments, man. Or what do you think? Drag things along. I'm on, <laughs> I'm YouTube. on Facebook. Should we do some eyes quick before yeah. we get on to the next CBD and eh? On Facebook, I want to say how's it to Leonard and Andrew and Kubis and Otsile. And Grant, how's it, guys? YouTube, we aren't anywhere. Well, we've just launched our new channel. What is it? Hotbox Show. Hotbox Show. Hot show. Do we, we even have a subscriber? I can't even yeah. find it. Yeah. Right. A couple of, I was, yeah, a couple was, of guys there. Yeah. the link there, please. So, guys, for those of Amber. For those of you who didn't notice, we have had to move channels. I'm not going to get too too into it because the YouTube bots might not love us for it. But we didn't want to tank the Dach a couple channels. So we got into our own ecosystem. And I think we're just going to keep launching channels as long as we go because we'd be getting striked. Yeah, Hardcore. We, we, we for no reason. Tracks and we really don't want to risk all of the for material no reason. that Jules and Rutt have worked so hard on. These so bots can't think, eh? So, yeah. <laughs> so don't tell them we're here. But like... In the YouTube channel, we've got chatting, Ross Warren Yellowman and Nigel Connell. Ross says, uh, make friends with your neighbors. I gave mine weed. Yes. Uh, dry, dr run dry through roadblocks to learn. So go find a roadblock and say, guys, where's yeah. the roadblock? And go through there without any weed. Yeah. But then you've got to act like suspicious. Yeah, you have to act suspicious. <laughs> yeah. and play you have your raster hat on. Everything. Bob Marley. <laughs> Blazing. Max. Hand-rolled cigarette. Yeah, a fake-looking thing, a fake-looking thing, a, a suspicious Tupperware that they have to really open to get in, and then it's just cake flour. <laughs> no. Omo. No. No, in the bag. No, because they need the challenge. Just a sandwich. Just a sandwich. Not just eh? a weed. Do you know what it should be? It should be a lummy side. <laughs> yeah, in a tin. <laughs> For the camera. Oh, Oaks. I love it. 
so uh, our next story in CBDNN is regarding the BFASA. You said that's uh, Black Farmers Association of South Africa. High five, Joe. Now, the reason we're talking about them, this came up uh, briefly in last week's show, is that this morning they marched on SAPRO. And it turns out that these guys have a real SAPRO must fall vibe going at the moment. Have you, Shul, you spoke highly of it. We didn't go. We were all working in that. But you say, said you'd read a bit about it and seen what their vibes were. Yeah, they have quite a mouthful to say. Uh, we'll uh, upload the PDF with a, with a brief of the event uh, this week, probably onto Fields of Green. But um, yeah, they have a whole lot of reasons why they are opposed to the license system and how it was implemented and how it is used. And, and the uh, behind it. Yeah, and, and the corruption behind it, and also the the, the capture attempt, and, and yes. the whole pump and dump vibe of, of the whole, whole thing. Uh, we've always smelled that these licenses are a little bit off, and now it seems they really are rotten. So, um, I don't know if there's a court case tied to this, do you guys know? And look, what, what they were marching, the purpose of the protest um, from their press release is to highlight... Was today. Yeah. And this was to highlight serious uh, maladministration of the cannabis ash, uh, license issuing. Um, they say that access to licenses by black people has been uh, denied or obstructed in favor of issuing licenses to foreign big pharma companies. Um, so there's that, these improper or unlawful conduct by employees on the board of SAPRA. They're um, ignoring the requirement of BEE parameters to be enforced. Generally, just yeah. It's a whole lot they're, of they're accusations, eh? No, a whole list. And a we lot of do exclusion. know, we do know that the Hawks are investigating and the uh, sector. And it makes absolutely no sense that they are not helping the local communities get these things and work with them instead of pumping it into the mm. foreigners. Yeah, look what's happening in the Sutu. They're using the water from the small communities where people walk kilometers yeah. every day to get just enough water to live. These companies are using the water and in the Sutu. foreigners that are going there essentially the out of their grows. country that's a, that's a, to another country yeah. and use yeah. the resources as they, as they please and not give the give back to the community. So human rights violations there. right there. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> you know what it is? So the, yeah. It's kind of like um, there's... The terms like uh, in the movie industry, uh, sexploitation, blaxploitation, and things like that. And I think we're seeing it with cannabis, that people are so desperate to, to get into it that they're almost naive to an extent. And I'm not saying these people, yeah. it's even a choice. These people yeah. need the fucking jobs in there. Yeah. But you, you, maybe they fall into that stoner stereotype. They think, oh, they're, kind of, they're going to be cool people. You know, they're going to be iry and that. They weren't consulted. And um, they say they were better off before the corporations arrived. Yeah. If that doesn't say it all, my submission is they still pay their minimum wage, which is pointless. Yeah. Okay. So why? This is the whole thing. Everyone wants to just slot cannabis into the normal industry, but the normal industry is fucked. It's not working. Yeah. So the way it's they not, treat the workers is not right. It should be better. We should well, be doing right. Not just the existing industry. This fake thing that man has created, it's here to mess all these things up. That's why people like Sarpa and those people, they're trying to box it in. Keep it, put it back in the box. But you can't do that. It's out now. We have science. That's it. We know. We have science on our side. No, the research so is done. It's done. It's finished. The results are there. We've got proof. The only research that needs to be done now is to refine the medicine side of cannabis. But, but the, the problem is this. Research that, shows you know, that these people come in, they legal, pay their minimum legalized. wage. They don't really change anything. I know of some people, they were uh, to wash it. They had to just repave the taxi rate. 
and give the police uh, soccer team new jerseys. Sure. So, I mean, who are you helping there? You know, you're not really helping any meeting. That's really the extent of it. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. There's gang corruption at SAPRA and all that. But the real thing they're bringing up is that the barriers to entry for this cannabis thing mm -hmm. excludes them. Yeah, and excludes everybody. These companies are going to run a loss for 10 years. They have How's no anyone control. Uh, going to uh, be able to stand next to that? Yeah. They're laying out 100 million rand just for building. million rand. Just for building just have lying around? Even structure. Big corporations. And we we still get phone calls with Jules of Green every day that ask us, yeah. where can we buy seeds and where can we get an off-take agreement? Because that's the two pieces of the puzzle that SAPRA don't explain to you when you want a license. And these people don't know. They're out there in the wild trying to solve it. How can we buy seeds if cannabis is illegal to trade? Exactly. It's, it's fucked up. They also took no, time to highlight uh, police so. arresting and, and harassing the indigenous populations when it is now legal to grow. Stealing the food off the table. And yeah. Finance Minister Tito Mbweni expects the new legal cannabis industry to pour in an estimated $4 billion into the government's tax coffers and to unlock rural economy. This cannot be done while there is strict and costly bureaucratic red tape preventing yeah. most people from participating. And arrests. Is this another rush to corporate capture? It looks like Again, it. Again, how is a village in the middle of nowhere going to compete? They have the land, they have the space, they have the valley. They're already growing. And they have the labor. They are the exactly. existing the industry. They are ready. Yeah, they are the industry. They just need to be legitimized. The hurdle is too high. And you have to wear a fancy uniform. You can't this race barefoot. Why? Why can't I run this race barefoot? Let that kid run in his Nikes. I want to do it barefoot. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? Maybe you benefit. If I fall, then I fall. You know. Yeah. I chose to run the race, so I just feel like the way they yeah. pushing for yeah. this high capital input, you know, and making that a requirement to, at the end of the day. Yeah. All they have to do is they have to allow the farmer that works on his field, in his crop, in his land, in his, on his property. To grow the crop under certain guidelines and certain regulations, sell it to the you hub. can't use poison on this, you can't use sewage on this. That is basic GMP, I mean GAP, good agricultural practices. Just don't use bad to feed it and don't cover it in poisons. Yeah. And when it's ready, you do X and you bring it to the depot. If it passes, if it passes whatever, there's a yeah. grading, it'll go for extraction, or if it's really good, like the indoor stuff, it'll go south. Allow them to do it. Yeah. Why not? Why not do it? It's the easiest way tons of cannabis power for everybody. oil extraction by outdoor farmers mm. that will be able to produce high quality cannabis and for you. And if there's an the avenue for these guys to make money, they will educate themselves so fucking quickly. And, empower mm. and they themselves. will show every farmer that they know. They will go and they'll say, listen. They'll go to, start teaching they'll talk to, they'll go to every other farm and say, this is not how you do it, this is how you do it. If you do it right, my friend, People you're going to make money to feed your family. As soon as they know that, they'll be like, we'll do this correctly. We are not lazy in South Africa to do it right. They want to do it right to make money. We just want to be allowed. Yeah. But thank you. Just let us. We're just not allowed to do it. Just yeah. stop throwing take us in cages and let us. We have it. the ability to take over, but they yeah. are shooting mm. themselves in the foot because yeah. they want all the money for themselves. Four billion yeah. is a joke. This controversial cannabis bill, you know, this bill was written by the Justice Department. should be written by the Agriculture Department. Exactly. So, Shal, you had a very valid point, that. Sapra is definitely feeling the burn of being the bottleneck. I feel like there should be other departments that these guys, I'm not here to say what they must do, I respect what they've done. 
Um, but maybe there are other departments that should be marched on. Even if Almost they're not involved, they should be marched on because they should be involved. Cannabis pertains to 21, I think, government departments. Yeah. Almost all of them should be involved. Not one, not two, almost all of them. Yeah. But also, we don't we don't need to... I'm a, I can be a lazy guy and choose the path of least resistance sometimes. And when I look at this whole puzzle, what I see is we don't really need to change much. Let the people who are doing it the way they're doing it do it without getting their doors kicked in. If Oak wants to buy a Pippi two-range store, that's cool. I've got yeah. no objections. No, but maybe not? for the Oaks who want to spend a 50 and a 100, I think we are so woke as... as as a civilization now in society, that we can regulate it ourselves. If there's an oak that's going to have a listeriosis, I'm not going to buy his ganja, you know? If I'm going to spend 150, I, as a person, I don't give a fuck what the law says, I don't give a fuck what the blue spider mite says, but if I'm going to sp start spending I want to see the certificate. I want to see that there's no DMT on that stuff, you know? So it feels like maybe we should just allow what's informal to be and what can formalize from that will formalize. Yeah. They're not necessarily gunning to be in the in the shop selling on your shelf, yeah. but they they would like to provide biomass for a, a whatever purpose, purpose because they can grow hemp all fucking day long mm -hmm. if they want to. They can grow CBD high strains or THC high strains that'll be extracted in the GMP environment and make sure that it's food safe and safe, medical safe. And so those right, people right. won't waste their time with dirty stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, they won't. They because they're all. They Already, perfect. They there's already quality control gates set ahead for this or most things to follow. They don't need a new thing or a big plan. Make it super science. Yeah, man. Uh, if you want to go super science, there's guys ready to do it. Yeah, man. So, and, and I promise you, you'll get your fucking van. You'll get you your will. slice. They will. Yeah, they will. Everyone will willingly pay you, van. Yeah. yeah. Hey? How much, must we, how much must we put on now? 15%? Because I can tell you this. Tell us how much. Yeah. Within reason. Because also we don't want to tax ourselves into a whole. Yeah. We're going to tax ourselves straight back into the black market. Yeah, no, we need to be pragmatic. So, uh, all the best with these oaks. Um, I, I genuinely, I hope they had an impact. I'm not sure what the result was of the march. I've seen We've some seen videos of the march and it looked really cool. Um, it was just a, a typical stoner march. There was singing, dancing, there banners. was no, there was banners, the traditional, uh, THO was there, traditional healers organization. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of, of them supporting today, I saw us leading the way, singing, it was beautiful, it was, it was just so beautiful, so peaceful. Um, and they handed were, over a letter to Sopra. Yeah, there was, mm -hmm. a, it looked like there were a, a, a few hundred, maybe a couple of hundred people there. Which is good. It was good. And you know, it's good to hear there's more fire because, as I said last week, we still at the beginning of the story, hey? Yeah. But Sapra's definitely feeling the burn. Yeah, they must. <laughs> Big time, hey? It's time for other players to get involved, and I hope we can see beyond Sapra because they're yeah. a cut first step, but they're just the beginning. Fields are green for all, not fields are green for those with licenses. Yeah, yeah man. And especially those at the exclusion of others. 15 years. Yeah, man. Employ 200 people if they're lucky. That other uh, facility in Cape Town as well, 40 people or something. What? Yeah, 40, 40 people from the local community is going to get jobs. And all they're doing, facility. they're giving, they're giving the, the currently with the license the things. Minimum wage. Minimum yeah. wage. Bro. Minimum wage, though. Mm. And so pay them in red rows. Are they trying to over technologi technologize? Tech yeah, over well, tech obviously it. they say. <laughs> yeah, it's just. 
Look, I mean, it, okay, look, at the end of the day, yes, minimum it's wage. It's not an easy thing, but, it's but a job, the way but it's some people have done it so far, <sighs> atrocious. Mm. Yeah, and it's also it's terrible to see the big guys fail, because yo, you still got it easy right now. You, you still got so much money in your pocket, and you still been given a, a 75-meter head start in the 100-meter yeah. sprint. Mm. So, don't fuck up. Be cool. But, yeah, guys, this needs to be more inclusive. There can't be head starts. Yes, maybe for certain historical issues, there should be head starts, but yeah. I'm not going to touch on that. But it feels like we've got our head starts, our priorities the wrong way. The head starts shouldn't be the big international companies that could actually afford to employ hundreds of people instead of trying to keep it to a minimum. To the minimum, yeah. It's just strange. Yeah, and there's no community upliftment with that at all. So, Buzz, do you have the Hayes Club story on your CBDNN list? Not yet. I'm not sure okay. if it's public. Okay. This is very juicy news, okay? Schindler's, we did a blog about it today. Schindler's released, uh, did a press release on the Hayes Club bust. Ooh. And Fields of Green just published a blog on it like an hour or two ago. Wow. It'll go out on social media after the show. And what's it about? It's about the Hayes Club being bust and they... Um, Schindler's Schind offered Schind to, Schind 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 offer to pro bono um, join their case to defend okay. them because uh, they're in Cape Town, Schindler's are up here in Joburg, Melrose Arch. Because so. I know, I don't want to get boring here, but I know people fundamentally see the difference between a Dacha private club and a Dacha growers club. Mm. And I think people are saying that's what makes them slightly different, but it's good to hear they've got skin mm. in the game. It's good to hear that Schindler's are involved. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There are more variations. There's also a care club. So there's a few versions of a private club. Yeah. Uh, Marlene just did a blog post on that as well. Her presentation videos there on the site. Oh, I watched it this morning. It's brilliant here. Mm, brilliant. Touch my heart. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's so it. driven. She's got all the ducks in a row, eh? Oh. <coughs> cool. So guys, you can go check that out. That feels of green. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going down. Uh, we all did it. We did an episode two, three episodes ago where we suspected it was the bust in Cape Town, the Hayes Club, mm. and it seems to have now officially come out that the Hayes Club. We're bust yeah. in Ottery the in way. Cape Town. The, the blue spider might set them. Yeah, guys. So, guys, before we get on to this week's Growing With My Buds, please remember to vote in the Zoll poll. Is Pothead offensive? Definitely. Kind of? Nope. In this week's Growing With My Buds, uh, vertical cannabis farming. Vertical farming is the future for many crops, but is it really the future for cannabis? We're going to go deep on the do's and don'ts. Dan, what's vertical farming and why should I care? Well, if you live in a smaller smaller place, small apartment, or if you have limited space, then you should care. Mm. But luckily we're in South Africa and we have lots of space most of the time. Most of the time. So it doesn't really affect us. But, but then, <clears throat> no, there are hundreds and thousands of people who want to grow cannabis that are stuck in these complex apartment mm. estates, yeah. flat uh, timehouse vibes. Yeah. Or they live in townships. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, vertical farming is not just about cannabis growing. It's basically growing plants vertically. And the reason why we start, people started doing vertical farming is obviously due to space constraints. So they need to maximize the amount of plants growing in a certain area. It's, yeah. not, it's not something old. It's actually quite new. Well, there were the, 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 the gardens of Babylon where they had the vines growing up from what I've seen and that's where they were, you know, things were growing up. And that was classified as a vertical garden. So you're, you're saying it's a bit like when you have too many kids and you live in a small flat and you have to start buying double bunks. Kind of. 
exactly. but for your plants. So for your plants, exactly like that. So let's go with different types of vertical farming. So there's vertical farming, which you have, which is stacked farming. So like double bunks, but using as an example, yeah. where you've got your layers of plants, where every layer would then have lights above it and, and feeding each layer would be, every layer would be very small. So you don't just take so much headspace for every layer of growing. Then you get another type of growing, which is a vertical, uh, it's basically called a vertical plane production. What that is, is you're growing... Like those towers, right? Yeah, so you're growing in towers. grow vegetables in these places. They do, so mainly what you're growing with this is leafy greens, because they're, they're small yes. and light. And so the second way is these towers, where you're not making them horizontal trays, you're making them vertical trays, and the plants grow out of them. Like a long pot. Like a long pot that, pl that just grows out of it. It's quite cool. It looks like a, like a pipe when the pots just grow out of it, or a tube and they grow and out of it. And that angle doesn't help the plants to yield more. <laughs> well, no, it's... If they, they grow the same, they grow really well because they've got a lot of light all around them because firstly they've been, they are now suspended. being lit up more. They've got more suspended, so there's not just light <laughs> directly above them. They're getting light from all angles. <coughs> so, uh, so... But it's also for square meters coming. Coverage. That's a big thing. So square, square meters. You can so increase your farm's foot space there. footprint as more than it is in the, in, like it is now. So basically... What's happening is our farming space is becoming less and less and less because people are becoming more and more and more. And the only way we can now grow is by going up. Yeah. And to do that, you can go into, say, a building and you can go vertically. Every, every floor of that building can become a hectare farm, can be put into, say, a 200 square meter footprinted five-story building. You know, that's the kind of thing. So it's just a way of producing more plants in a very small area. But you're not going to be planting... You're not going to be yeah. planting vines, you're not going to be planting anything that's bigger than a shrub. They'd usually use for leafy greens, so lettuce, any bok choy. So autos. Um, Clones and autos. No, not autos. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. no. an auto would grow yes. massive inside oh, there, actually, yeah. because you wouldn't ever move it, and it would just... Mm. Yeah, they would actually be pretty big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clones okay. is better for that. But, that being said, we're not saying we're not to use it in cannabis. So, this is mainly used for vegetables, but now if you were to go into cannabis growing, what happens is you do your three or your two layered shelves where you use LEDs because you can't use HID lighting. So you'd yeah. use LED lighting. And then you'd stack them and then you'd be able to use, grow double the amount of plants that you would essentially be but you use put, one day. You wouldn't put huge sativas in that tower, would you? <laughs> okay, you very short plants them. and grog them and keep them very young and small. So you wouldn't short be vegging your plants for six weeks at all. You'd be going to like two, three weeks of veg or four weeks of veg maximum mm -hmm. and then them over. No, not even. even less, way no. less, way less. It's like such days. a small, <laughs> it's such a small amount. If you've got yeah. a meter of space per shelf, you really are keeping your plants. And that's definitely and only that's indoor. The plants finishing back. Yes, only indoor because you have to. So you have, you have a small backyard. Light. You have oh, to you supplement light. light. You have to because, well, what you have to do is you have to supplement light and you have to re-oxygenate it all the time. Because not oxygenates, your CO2 levels will drop inside the canopy because it's so densely packed. Ah, oh, yes. So that's okay, it. You yeah, need light and CO2 inside there. I've seen Oaks do vertical gardening uh, outside. And like a real idiot, I should have taken a picture because I've got a vertical garden, my lettuce. Yes. Outside. We have got three rows of lettuce and gutters suspended like a kef bridge and salad greens. And it's coying, eh? Mm -hmm. So definitely for your short crops. But in a cannabis context... Where I've noticed people do the vertical setups mostly is when they've got their seeding cloning in veg areas. Because mm -hmm. you don't need to, to, 
take up all this space for your clones. Yes. I see now it's put the shelves mm -hmm. and the fluorescence or the yeah. LEDs. Yeah. That's vertical gardening in my eyes. That's it, that is vertical gardening. That's a great way to do vegetating in a small space. So you can have your clones and your mother and your vegetation in literally in a shelf. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a bookshelf of your weed in its different stages of evolution. Yeah. But just to give you an idea, like if you look at that picture on the right there, folks, in that floor space, you would have been able to grow two or three plants. You're seeing 20 plants mm. in the same floor space. So like Boomstang was saying, yeah, it's about optimizing your square meterage. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But the one thing about this is, though, is it might, you know, you do, so you have to put a lot of equipment into this, and with a lot of equipment comes a lot of capital. It costs a lot of money to go vertical. So that's the one prohibiting thing is that it's going to cost you a lot of money to really... Um, Go vertical and go committed with everything that you need, your environmental control, your feeding systems, your lighting, everything, because you don't want to be going into <clears throat> the second or third shelf and trying to water plants that are three plants in and a bit every single day. You know, it's not, it can't be that, it has to be fully automated, essentially. Everything has to be automated. You've got to know what you're doing. You do. You so, is it, is it applicable even then, so much to cannabis? Let's say I had the money. Let's say I was stupid. I came. I said, Dan, I want to spend a few bar, but at the only condition, vertical. <laughs> uh, well, would you try and convince me otherwise? It could yeah. be a selling angle. I would definitely try and vertical convince you otherwise. <laughs> if you have the floor space, you don't need to go vertical, and then it saves you on a lot of things. If you do okay. not have the floor space, then we have to go vertical. Because vertical is double. And then we do it. But double. It's double. Yeah. It's going to cost you more. Double actually, or triple. Actually because more. Yeah, depends, because you, you need know, more I've, airflow now. We've built shelves that are three levels higher that have no. three sets of clones. And we have we've had shelves that are two levels. So it fans. depends on what your requirement would be. But it costs a lot of money at the end yeah. of the day. So I mean, it's in the third floor in the flat who's got a little balcony. Mm. Wouldn't be able to hang up a little vertical garden. No, it's not about it's, it's about them growing vertically. It's about putting the plants above each other and managing mm -hmm. the light and the and the water off. You can buy a tower like this. And you, you can just do put it in the corner want. of your stoop. Mm -hmm. Probably oh, you yeah. just need a you ladder, right? Eh? Like I've got one like that. Yeah, from green uh, from yeah, green thumb. I got it from green thumb. Because yeah. yeah. if those ones at the top mm -hmm. grow up, you're gonna need a ladder to get up there. Depends. No, the the tower even it stands about two meters, two point two meters above high. You can reach the top ones. Those towers there that you see on that picture there that go around. You know, I think if you just if you were to take clones and put them in that thing at a certain time and flower them out immediately, it could work. Because you're going to get something. You're going to get something. I mean, it's yeah. not designed to grow. This cannabis is not designed to grow in these. In what conditions. medium? It's just the it's hydro no, tower. There is no medium. Right? It's, it's all hydroponic. 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 Okay. hydroponic. <clears throat> yeah. It's just a growth tower. So the most extravagant version I've seen of this hmm. is um, in a Jorge Cervantes book, hmm. where it was a suspended light in the middle and the vertical garden built around it yeah. like a washing true. machine slope yes. and then that's that's with the tree in the middle it's a true yeah, stone it's like putting the sun in the middle of the universe yeah, true stone invention and i say stoner in the most brilliant way because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is honestly what they it. did is they're the yes, only people that builds it it is a system that is like a massive drum yeah and on the inside of the drum you open the door up and you walk inside the drum and around the outside of the drum are potholes and you put your pots around the outside and it's got drippers that you stick into every single pot and then in the center there's a cool tube with 2000 watt lights in the middle mm. and you close the door and the thing just turns by itself and it just grows 
The plants grow in the center of this tube, essentially. So guys pull bank out of it. So they're just like this cool invention. I mean, it's... It's like an inverted grow. It's cool. And is it... Is yeah. it worth it? Not yeah. necessary for the Oak who wants to just go to Green Thumb or Builders or whatever. It costs a bit to set it up, yeah. right? Mm, for the nah. guys who take it to the max, I think some guys get to the point where like, yeah, I only got five grams per watt this harvest. I think I want to take it up <laughs> yeah, to no. ten grams. Yeah. And then they get that optimum situation, more shits and giggles. <laughs> but definitely check mm. out the do's and don'ts though. Let's say... You do do a vertical garden mm. for your scathies and your timehouse. Yeah. So you've even got one of those ones, you know, it's the wooden thing and the wooden thing and the wooden thing, the boulders or side of the mm. road special. Oh, yeah, the pellet ones. Like, what would you say if I were going to do that? It were my only option and I wanted to piss off my neighbors and grow some gas with vertical gardens all around my townhouse thing. Well, if you're going with those, you, you're going to need to grow, well, if you've got shelves, you're not going to grow big plants, okay. first of all. So you're going to use the shelves to, to your cloning and you're vegetating. Put the plants on top if you want. Um, make sure they're on your property. Make sure they're on your property. That's a good one. Make soil, sure on your property. Soil sure automation, things like that, because a vertical garden, I have realized, is a high-maintenance garden. Whereas where you have a big pot or something, you know, you put the thing, it can hold water for ages. Mm. Vertical gardens are so lean in a way. Yes. They're so optimized that they do require automation. Yeah. Generally, they do. Power. They generally require power. a full drip system in every single part so that it can be fed because you you know with a vertical system you want to put the whole point of going vertical now is because you need to put many plants in a small space you wouldn't do this if you didn't have to put that many plants and you just put them on a table and then save the issue yeah. so then again you have to have multiple every single plant has to have a dripper and it has to be fed and it has to be controlled so yes full control and you got to monitor it all the time well that comes from a tank that has to be there that costs more money because your tank can't just be plain water because that's not what you feed cannabis. You don't feed it plain water in this situation. Yeah. Especially you need to add because you're going to be in cocoa. It's going to be in cocoa or it's going to be in rock pool or it's going to be in hydroton. It's not going to be in a soil plumbing, plumbing to engineer the piping. So it's a lot of Like I said, it's a lot of cost that didn't come in this. Yeah. You're talking about bars when you want to go into this route. Obviously, there's you got to think yeah, about is it worth me going double square, story yeah. or, do, or going vertical in my double garage? Or not, because sometimes it's not worth that kind of money to do it when you can have a property. Mm. Okay. Like you guys said, add so many more moving pieces. Like you say, plumbing, electric, more airflow. Fans, yeah. All that shit. Obstacles in the room. Kiss your holidays, goodbye. Yeah, but as opposed to having a tent. As opposed to having a tent, but I see the Oaks put a shelf in a tent for their clones and stuff. So they are low-key vertical gardeners, eh? I started growing vertically, I think, when I first started growing, actually. My first growing was vertical growing. Why was that? Because I used to grow in my cupboard at home. I used to have my shelf edge, and I had my plants on the bottom and the plants on the top, but some clones on the top. That essentially is vertical growing. Exactly. a very, very, very primitive version, but it is vertical growing. So maybe it's more pause for a moment there. I thought you were going to say, fuck vertical gardening. It's not for Mary Jane. Next topic. But in hindsight, now that you say that, mine one was also something like that in a cupboard, things stacked on top of each other because you had to use the space. That's yeah, the way it was. So maybe it will, it's more relevant than we've ever known. And it will always be relevant. It will, it will be because now with the, with the technology being what it is now and the fact that we have LEDs, we can make them. We can grow vertically. We yeah. can put within this wall here, you can put three levels of plants growing and they can grow and produce bud in this space here instead of just one table. You know, it's... We can do it. Technology is going to allow us to do it. 
And although although we 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 essentially stay vertical, might not be the way, except for you know where you have to and stack and you know in efficiency sense. Um, horizontal seems to be a lot more relevant sometimes. So maybe we'll do uh, a horizontal episode next week about <laughs> bending LST mainlining because while vertical may not be the future maybe horizontal is yeah i believe it is we'll see you're more than likely <laughs> <laughs> uh, so folks that was growing with my butts please remember to vote in this week's zol poll uh, do you think potted is derogatory no kind of definitely please remember hashtag hotbox show on the socials uh, it's official there's no instagram this week eh? I think yeah. we all decided last week, it's Kef, it's Kef, cool, we'll check you there. But it was just trying too much time and you oats were too goofed by the end of the show there. Back <laughs> so we will still find another way to send out a prize, obviously. Mm -hmm. we, will. we will. So guys, uh, this week's weekly calendar, I think the highlight of the week, hands yes. down. All of us, or yeah. at least most of us, will be at GT Hydro, oh, yeah. four yeah. ways, Joburg, that's greenthumbhydro.co.za. Uh, for the unveiling of their GT300 LED grow light. Made yep. in collaboration with Indoor Sun, another one of our affiliates. Yes, it's going to be a good day. Come get your brewery, come get your beer, mm -hmm. and come chill out. Midday, midday till 2, I think it is. Midday till 2? No, man, that's the world's shortest party. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll give you it says they're from 9 in the morning. Oh, from 9 in the morning. During trading hours, blind. basically. I don't think we'll be there from Nine Oaks because we've got lives and all. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so stoked to see this grow light. I've seen a couple of sneak pictures mm, of it I and that, but it. I haven't touched one yet. Mm -hmm. You touched one? Cool. I thought one of us would have touched one by now. Yeah, I have to go and see. I want to. I haven't seen it yet. I've tried. Why are we special? Huh? Are we special or something? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I like the art. The red and grey. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Apparently <clears throat> yeah. they've got all sorts of like prizey vibes and... Things and stuff going Exactly. Down. What they're giving away, guys? A mothership. A mothership. A mothership. For those of you... Oh, it's the nice one. Oh. The mother of all bombs. It's a nice one. It's so nice, I wrote a whole blog about it. Given how the exchange rate has been really shit over Again, the last no, year, no, last year we would have said it was a 75 grand yeah, bomb. Yeah. I think someone's about to win a 100,000 yeah. rand dare break. Easy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. 100,000 rand I still need to see if we can find someone to ensure yeah, that. <laughs> we never, we never Recap from one of our yeah. first episodes. Oh, should we call insurance again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've made a bond with them since dealing with, with the stolen yeah, car issue, so maybe I can actually get way. somebody in. My way, eh? Hey? Highway. <laughs> so guys, maybe we'll try that for the mothership again. We'll make a real effort this time, because last time it was raining and it was cuck. But if you guys want it, it was such a, a cool thing, it would be nice to do it justice. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So guys, go check out uh, GT Hydro online for lots of gross stuff. They're going to have buries, tunes, free stuff, but to, to potentially win this 100,000 Rand Daybreak, you are going to have to buy yeah. one of these. you got to eh? buy one. you got to buy lights in order to be in the line to win the bowl. It's low-key Willy Wonka, hey? So Golden tickets. Golden tickets. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. Because even if you don't win, yes. you're winning. Because mm -hmm. honestly, between Indoor Sun and Green Thumb Hydro and those oaks now making a baby, <laughs> I think this thing's yeah, going to be... If you're going to go buy light, maybe just go buy two. Yeah. Buy two, hey? Maybe just buy two just for good, just for good hey, measure, maybe guys. Maybe there's only five guys who show up and buy lights. Buy two yeah. each, guys. Mm, Ross, why not? Your, your chances of getting that bump, that <clears throat> 
Imagine. Imagine. Now, do you think it would have been offended Hopefully, by I hope that someone walks away with it on the day yes. and we can smoke it again. Yeah. <laughs> Second time round. Oh, I got to one. miss the first one oh. as well. Yo, dude, I'm, a, I'm not going to joke. That's last, why I smoke it, yeah. last time there, GT Hydro, when they gave away one of these things, I don't know. Shout outs to Albrew. You've got more balls than I do to give these away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, this dude won this thing. And he didn't even know what he'd won, really. He was just so excited. Oh, one thing, I one thing. We all, bro, we all sat there around the table like this. <laughs> it was like, it was like Loki iPhone launch, PlayStation 5 launch, Black Friday Deluxe, all of us. And we're all like, can someone just give this motherfucker a dab so we can each have a turn? Because it didn't feel right being first, eh? <laughs> Oh, guys, we'll check Happy you there. Times. Come check it out. Come get yeah. rolled with us. Uh, but also, there are rules about smoking because they have neighbors, yes. just like the complex situation. So Private I'm sure space. there will be a 420-friendly situation. But please, don't be offensive, eh? Mm. So, guys, absolute last chance to vote in this week's Zol poll. Uh, do you find the term pothead offensive? Uh, just a quick thank you to those who support legalization. Uh, really, not just us, particularly Fields of Green, could not do what they do without the support of brands who put their money where their mouth is. The views on the show are just us blowing off steam. These are all very professional people in the green revolution. Uh, grow stuff, smoke stuff, soap stuff, soil stuff, advice stuff, seeds for days, vapes for days, bongs for days, accommodation for days, yeah. everything. Joe, any new ones recently? Uh, not since last week week before last um i'm just still busy slowly catching up with the old ones and meeting the new ones and getting myself back in, into yeah into i think uh, i think there's one or two new ones that i spoke to this week that might be coming on on board you you'll probably get emails joe oh fantastic <laughs> yay mm. well we really appreciate your support um yeah. and you know if, if you work for or know or own a company that wants to become an affiliate, just go to our SA Affiliates page at the bottom. There's a little thingy, click this thing to and then you'll see all find the options. out more. Yeah. And, and um, we do a social media uh, post share for you guys what, at least once a month. Uh, there's discounted stalls at D-Day. Mm -hmm. We get to do some stuff here for you on the hotbox. Uh, there's logos everywhere, information everywhere. And all that social media stuff. And then uh, I think one of the new guys is Scafe Magazine. Yeah. yeah the, the, the oh, that's online, cool. their website is scafe.co. And that's it, just scafe.co. Listen, just, uh, we, we don't profess to be like a PR, marketing, advertising, design <laughs> company. Um, <laughs> We specialize in chipping away at government, trying to make sure that we get fair uh, regulations and human rights and evidence-based regulations. So we do what we can with our limited knowledge, but we, we try and make sure that stoners, that the cannabis community knows who supports fair legalization. Yeah, man, this is low-key. I know some of you oaks, you there at the KFC, you spend 500 bucks on dunk wings, they ask you five rand to feed a child, you say, fuck the child. <laughs> I know some of you oaks are like that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, you say, when last, when last did the child give me five bucks? <coughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. I had my, I've, I've even had my days like that, but I put those days long behind me. Now I feed the child. I know, I'll never know what the child's name is, but guys, this is your chance. Uh, if you've got a business and you just want to swing a little bucks to making Fields of Green for all, cool. But also for those who don't, you can put a 50 buck a month as a Fields That's of Green a, for all a, member. Green Network mm. member, yes. 49. 49 rand a month. 
Yeah, man. And then also, uh, another shout-out to Fields of Green. Please remember to go support uh, the Remembering Jewels and Cannabis Can Help SA campaign. Yes. Um, there's been loads of really good donations. Uh, the money's been put to good work. I just want to do a couple of thank yous as well. Now, there's a new one this week. Yeah, there's a couple of new ones in that. Uh, my first thank you, because honestly, I don't know why I don't say this. Uh, Jair, mm. that's my biggest thank you, really, um, I hope you're well, I hope your family's well, but those who don't know, there's a guy, Jair, uh, he certainly puts his fucking money where his mouth is, and I think we yes. should have an interview with him soon yes. about his cannabis museum. Yes. yes. This is some really, really cool, 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 cool stuff this guy's got. Yeah, this guy has spent silly money on things we have only ever seen pictures of, things we didn't even think were real or existed Mythical anymore. Mythical things. Yeah. It's literally the cannabis museum. He, yes. has, he has got. So I think that's overdue. One of us will reach out, eh? Yep. Um, big thank you to Jacqueline Briet, uh, Louise Muller, and an anonymous. Uh, we've also got uh, Mark Seath, uh, Lucas Hurt, Kieran Richards, Fidel Hannibal, Bernard Faree, Lank Anonymous, uh, Daniela Camponova, if you know, I forgot that right, uh, David Fortin, Francois Oersthuizen, and the list goes on, guys. Guys, thank you very much. Eh? Uh, a part of me always feels cuck about like pulling out the squidgy and washing your window and shaking a tin at you. But really, fields are green. Well, Suresh is busy writing a blog um, to point out how the, uh, some of the money has been spent already to show exactly the, the security upgrades and, and yeah. things like that. Now, there's not some exactly. photos on the site. We're not going to go around with cameras and say, so, you know, here's our security system complete. <laughs> yes, the keys <laughs> to the castle. But, yeah. Yeah, but Things just to show it's put to real use. And guys, also, just a shout out. I know this is also, it's about, um, to a degree, maintaining and growing Jules's dream. Because also, is. it was Preserving. just, it was just a, a, another chapter and we're missing the dude a lot. And, you know, again, I think you all are, we, we gather every Friday night to burn a candle and burn joints in honor of him. Eh? So, uh, remember Jules, because I heard a very poignant thing this week. I heard you die twice. I heard you die when you have your last breath and you die a second time when someone says your name for the last time. You know, and I know we all have fun and hoo-hoo-ha-ha, but there is still a lot of hard work to be done. I walked in there today and there were people clicking yeah. away. Warriors. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, you know, we talk about the complex thing and all that. Uh, essentially, we do. We want to have everyone's back, you know. We talk about the Black Farmers Association of South Africa as well. These guys should be included. Their voice should be more important than ours in a way. So, Very much so. support them. <clears throat> we also have a page for all those organizations who don't have the money who we support anyway. Local organizations is the name of the page. That's, That's it. it. Non-profits. We've got uh, international organizations, which are also non-profits, and we do a lot of work with. We share a lot of ideas with. We share a lot of respect with. Yeah. Check them out. Go check them out. So, guys, this week's Zoll poll results. Mm, let's see. Is Potted offensive? Before we give up the results, just to recap, Dan, what did you think? Potted offensive? No, definitely, kind of? No. No. Joe? Kind of. Kind of. Shal? Depends on the context, but I'd say one should rather refrain from calling people names. Is that a yes, no? Kind of? <laughs> no, yes, no. <laughs> kind of. Things are binary, kind of. yeah, Shal. Kind of. Guys, you? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I would say kinda, yeah. Kinda? No. Nope. Kinda. Nope. Kinda. No. And the audience says? The audience says definitely 8%, kind of 
31%. Okay. No, 61%. You nice. got it. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's brilliant. Your third eyes are wide open. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. We are woke. We don't give a shit about other people's fucking <laughs> assumptions. You can assume all you want, you bastards. So, guys, apparently this episode's been woke F. It feels like it's been lit F. Anything else I'm forgetting? Oh, nothing I can think of at the moment, eh? Mmm... No. It's too late to know. Yeah. It's too late to know. Please. Everyone must know by now, but there's a survey that's still, survey. still not closed. So please do the survey. Yeah. South African National Cannabis Survey of Users and Growers on the Fields of Green website. Yeah. And the comments for the bill were extended for another month. So it's in November. November. All yeah. month. That's it. That's it. And then also you have to promise that you're going to stay safe and choose happy. Stay lit. Wow, 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 wow,